You're listening to The Conversation with pastor and Bible teacher Sarah Gardner. Join Pastor Sarah as they open God's Word together to help you learn to live an abundant life of faith. Pastor Sarah and her friends want to equip you with discipleship tools for everyday life. Now here's Pastor Sarah and special guest Michelle Sproviero with today's message, Releasing the Power of God Within. Welcome to Conversation again, and I know I am having fun doing these programs with my daughter, Michelle Spivero. She's my daughter in the Lord, but it's almost like she's my very own daughter. <laughs> and so, and uh, she understands my heart. I understand her heart because we've been together for a long time. And uh, today you're going to be blessed by just listening to us. And learn from us because today we're going to teach you how to release the power of God from within. You see, when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, God put everything in you, but you have to develop now. If you don't develop, it's not going to profit you. And today, stay tuned. We're going to teach you how you can develop and how you can Release that power that God so badly wants you to release it because when you release it, the people will see the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And we, we can do that. The world cannot do that. We are supernatural people doing supernatural things. Our conversations sometimes have to be almost like natural, but it's still supernatural <laughs> because we're different. And we want to teach you how to be different and how to be the light of the world and the salt of the world. Yes. Michelle, yes. what you have today? <laughs> well, I'd love to continue talking and sharing about the kingdom of God within. We've, we've talked about it that we talked about what, what the kingdom of God is. And yes. when Jesus walked the earth, he was, whenever he would send the disciples out, he would say, go out and heal the sick, cast out demons and preach the good news and tell everyone that the kingdom of God is near. Yes. And, and he says near because he hadn't gone to the cross yet. Yes. Now that he's yes. gone to the cross and he's been resurrected and alive, now the kingdom of God his power comes and lives on the inside of us. As a matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, talks about how the kingdom of God is not just talk. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> it's living by God's power. So God never intended us. And I see this every day. I see so many discouraged people, so many people giving in to anxiety and depression and oppression and the fear, the fear mongering that's going on. And people yeah. are walking around scared out of their minds. They're scared we're going to run out of food. They're scared we're going to go to war. They're scared the economy is going to collapse. There's so many fears in our world today. But as born again believers, Christ died. So that power could come and live on the inside of us. And now we walk around. What do we do? How do we access that? amazing power that can deliver us from all of these fears and anxieties and depressions. I was talking to a young man a couple of weeks ago, 
and he was talking about the stock market and this and that. I said, you are bothered by all these things. I said, I'm not bothered. I said, because the kingdom of God never changes. And I belong to the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God remains always the same. What do I care what the stock market and what the world is doing? When I belong to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is always the same. It's not going to change for me. Now, Amen. it's up to you, I said, if you want to stay in this mode to pay attention to what's going on in the world, or if you want to switch to the kingdom of God that remains the same. Mm. God's going to be the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, mm -hmm. you see, you said something in the beginning. The kingdom of God is near. Mm -hmm. Well, when I was a pastor in Michigan and I was uh, talking to people one-on-one -on -one and let them uh, understand that they receive a miracle, I would always say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's come near you. Reach out and take it. And they could not even understand me, but I would get their attention. I say, I belong to the kingdom of God. And if you want to receive it, go ahead and reach out. Because why? I was going to pray for them. I want their hearts to be open to receive. Right. Right. And I would say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's right here with me. It's a, he lives inside of me and wants to help you. And so, you see, why would I talk like that? Because to get them ready to touch and make a point of contact and receive it. And a lot of them have received it that way. But to, the ones that they could not receive were the religious ones. It ones mm -hmm. that knew a little bit enough of the word to be dangerous, but they still were searching. People always searching, 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 and they miss out on what it's, it's present right now. Mm, that's good. That's, it kind of reminds me of the story of the, the father that had brought his son to the disciples and he was um, possessed by a demon. And the disciples couldn't cast him out. And they brought him to Jesus. The father brought the son to Jesus. Yes. And he said, Jesus, if you will, you know, my son, he says, well, I'm willing, but do you believe? Yes. Because that believing is part of the process and religion keeps us from believing. Yes. Yes. Religion keeps us caught up in man's idea of getting results. Yes. Rather than God's way of getting those results, which is the supernatural. Because the devil will use, will use and resist the truth. See, when you are in religion, the devil is not, is not uh, moved by it. He's not intimidated by religion. Ah, okay. They go around and around the mountain. They're never going to get there. And he's happy with that. But when you give the truth, that's when the devil is uh, he's intimidated. And yeah. that's what it's all about. There's always two kingdoms. That one kingdom is good, one kingdom is bad. So when we try to do good, the devil's going to resist us. Right. 
Right. But when we when we are religious, the devil does not resist us. He lets us be. <laughs> you know, the devil's religious. Yes. Think about it. Think about yes. it. He knows the word. He knows yes. the word better than a lot of Christians do. Yes, yes. But he also knows how to twist that word. See, yes. when he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus already had everything. Yes. Yes. The whole world was his. Yes. Right? Yes. And so yes. Jesus. But the, the shortcut, you know, he was trying to give him a shortcut. Jesus had to go through the cross. Yes. He was trying to not to let Jesus go to the cross. Yes. Yes. <laughs> give, he said, I give you a shortcut. Whatever Adam gave it to me, I yeah. can give it to you. So to give to tempt Jesus a shortcut, how many people get tempted? How right. many Christians get tempted? Tempted. They're looking for a shortcut. In yeah. the meantime, they waste so much time because they're looking for a shortcut. They think that God just going to zap on them. Right. Instead of going through the process, God, he's not going to zap on people. It's just like we have children. We take them to a to kindergarten and then we take them to first grade. And then we take them to second grade. Why there's a process for them to grow. Now, grandiose spiritually doesn't take as, low, as much to grow. It takes less time to grow spiritually, but it takes a full dedication to grow. Right. Right. That's why he says, seek first yes. the kingdom of God. Seek first yes. Yes. the kingdom yes. of God. That's where his power lies. You know, and I, I hear it when people pray that I hear the religious prayers. Yes. You know, and, and I, and I, I'm very alert to them because I've done it. Yeah. You know, I think we all start off in that as we're learning that we learn to repeat what we hear somebody else say. Yes. But until yes. that prayer becomes real to us, God's more concerned about the process of getting to know us and building that relationship with us and establishing the fact that he's good and he's for us and he loves us mm -hmm. and he's not withholding anything and he always does good for us. Once that gets established, then the results come. God's less concerned about the results. The results are going to happen yes. because God's faithful to his promises. Amen. And that's what he said. I've done everything. He told the children of Israel, there's not one thing I didn't do that I said I was going to do. I did but everything. The fact remains that people want to see, want to hear result. Yeah. Not, not too much talk. If, uh, if they hear how the kingdom of God has worked for you, now they get excited because they have something tangible. Right. Okay. This has worked for you. Show me. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't just preach about it. Don't yeah. just stand up and give me a bunch of information, but show me. Yeah, and you know, right. that that was what really captivated me about you um, when I saw that you were a successful business person. And then, you know, when I first came to the church, I was very impressed that you didn't take a salary. And I didn't know the scriptures about Paul not taking a salary and not wanting to charge the church. You had this desire in your heart yes. that you were going to be the biggest giver. You were going to outgive. You were never going to take money for doing what God had put in your heart to do because you felt so compelled by the love of God. Yes. And that so impressed me. And I wondered how you got to that point. And I remember setting up a meeting with you 
like in my first couple of weeks of coming to the church. And I thought, man, she's either going to think I'm a crazy lunatic or uh, she's, you know, she's going to, she's going to okay, say, okay, well, this woman definitely needs help. So uh, I remember sitting in there with you and you told me about starting a business with $5,000. A woman who migrated to this country, didn't have more beyond an eighth grade education, became a real estate Mongol. I mean, you've, you've got like the Midas touch, everything you touch prospers when it comes to real estate, you understand real estate inside and out. And I was so impressed that, that how God, you, you gave God all the credit. You were like, God put me with this woman who needed help. I helped her. She taught me the business. Then an opportunity came and I was able to sew and you had to borrow the $5,000, I think. Yes, if I remember right. Yes, I bought it from a friend from the Mormon Church. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and look what God has done, and look what He's built because of that. You know, you trusted Him, and that that was what really attracted me, and that started me. And I thought, well, if God could do it for her, maybe He could do it for me too. Because it was something tangible. But yes. the same thing has happened to me when I went to full gospel. I met friend Clebius. And uh, I didn't know nobody because all the people from the Mormon church, I had lost them after I got saved. And they heard that I was reading the Bible and not the Book of Mormon. So I lost everybody. I didn't have no friends. And so I went to this uh, full gospel man business meeting. And there I met this friend Clebius. When I met her, and just the way she was talking, just the way the way she was carrying herself, so confident, I knew she knew God more than me. And that attracted me to her. I want to learn mm. how she had she had learned how to trust this God, how to make God her best friend. She came across like she knew God, God the Father, like. I would, I would hear people say, uh, Godfather, Godfather. And they came across uh, like almost a fake, but she yeah. did not come across fake. She had the goods. I knew she was a doer. I knew she knew God more than me. And so I pursued her and she was almost like shunned me sometime, but I kept pursuing her because I had to learn from her. I love that. I love that. Because she was operating in the kingdom of God and his power. You were seeking that. You weren't yes. seeking her. You were seeking the power that she had. You were yes. seeking the relationship that she had because she knew God. And yeah. I remember that being so attractive. When you would pray, it was as though you brought God right into the room with us. Amen. Because you were just speaking right to him. And I felt like we were in God's presence. It wasn't a religious repetitious uh, the. The prayers that I hear sometimes, it just, I just get really sensitive to it because God's a person. Yes. And I wouldn't go, Hey, um, Pastor Sarah, um, did you hear about Pastor Sarah? Pastor Sarah, Pastor Sarah, Pastor Sarah, Pastor Sarah, Pastor Sarah. And would you do this, Pastor Sarah? And would you do that, Pastor Sarah? And Pastor Sarah, I just really believe in you. I, that just sounds so weird to say that in a regular yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah. In a prayer, you hear people repeat, Go, Holy God, Holy Father, God the Father, Father, Father. You know, it's just like, <laughs> do you even hear yourself? <laughs> who yeah, are you yeah. talking to? God knows who he is. Yeah. Can we yeah. just be real and be honest and just be like, 
I'm here just like I am because you're my dad and you love me and I love you and I just want to spend time with you and I'm here to get your will. I want to understand your will. I want to know you more. I want to know your heart. I want to know what makes you tick. That's real. That's genuine. That's seeking the kingdom of God. So we talk about some of the practical steps. If we really want to access that power within us, it can't be through a religious lens and it can't be through our own efforts. Yes. It has to be an affectionate prayer. It has to be that your all being, your all will, your all your, your all self gets into it and visualize God right there listening to you. Yes. When you pray. I visualize Jesus right there being so pleased when I remind him of the promises that they are in the world. And I say, Jesus, because of you, you shed your blood for me. I was able to come into your family. And now mm-hmm. I can call you father, my father too. Because he yeah. said, Jesus said, I go to my father and your father. Your father. So yeah. because of Jesus, I became a daughter of God. If you are a man, because of Jesus, you became a son of God. You see, it's real to me. And going back to friend Clebius, see, you have to seek somebody that knows more than you. Yeah. Don't seek just a, a good sermon and no revelation. Right. Anybody can give a good sermon, a good uh, information. They hear from other people. They have a good memory. They remember. They repeat it. Watch for revelation. So I watched for revelation. So when friend Clebius told me an experience about herself, she said that uh, they went to a, a vacation. They were very poor. And then God just blessed them and they went on vacation. So they were, they were almost there. They would drive, they drove uh, uh, three, four hours. They were almost there. She remembered that uh, she had not locked the back door. And she said, Oh God, forgive me for not locking the back door. Uh, for being careless, for taking you for granted. She said, forgive me. And she said, now that I know I'm forgiven, I'm releasing one of your angels to watch my house, that no burglar, nobody can come and bother my home. So she prayed like that, released the angel, And that's it. And she never thought about it no more because that's what prayer is all about. You pray, you believe God heard you, and you go at peace. The peace that passes all understanding. That's what she did. And so God took her serious. And he released an angel. And this angel (laughs) was uh, walking her home all day long and all night long. But he was dressed as a policeman. Wow. This angel was dressed as a policeman. So when she came back from a vacation, the the neighbors told her, said, Wow, friend, you're doing it so well that you could uh, hire 
a policeman to watch your home 24 hours? And friend said, I didn't hire no policeman. They said, oh, no, we saw him walking around your home all day. And I think he walked all night, too. So she said, oh, God, he took me serious. I told him to release an angel, and he did. Yeah. When I heard this, the first thing that struck me, she said, I prayed. I knew God heard my prayer. And I was at peace the whole time. I thought, wow, that the first thing that struck me, who doesn't want peace? Everybody wants peace. Of course. Everybody wants to feel secure that God hears their prayers. And so, anyway, when I heard this experience that she shared with me, I followed her. I had to learn how God was answering her prayers, how she was releasing the power of God from within, Yeah, that she was making contact with God. You know, as a result of that prayer, I don't know if you'll remember your testimony about leaving the coffee pot on. When you were going off on a trip, you and were you flying see, somewhere. And you see, and you Michelle, I'm so glad that you remember that. Yeah. Because why did I do that with the coffee pot? Because I had heard friend. You'd heard hers. Go ahead. You say that testimony. You So you left with the coffee pot on and you prayed over it and you said, oh, God, I think I left the coffee pot on. Forgive me. Please protect my home so it doesn't burn yes. down with that coffee pot on. So you went on about your business, you got home, the coffee pot was still on, but yes. nothing happened. After 12 days. After 12 days. I didn't remember that detail, but yeah. Because I went to I went to Boston. My daughter was uh was getting engaged and the party was in in Boston. And I was there 12 days. 12 days. And, those, and you know those coffee pots, they were not automatic like they, they are They didn't now. shut off, right. And I mean, it was just a miracle that when I came back, the coffee pot was still on. But when so, I prayed on the plane, I prayed, it happened to me the same way like it did the friend. I prayed, first I repent for forgetting. Then I, I prayed. And I believe that God heard me. I believe that my house was going to be okay. And the 12 days that I was in Boston, I had, I had good time. I didn't worry about nothing. You see, this is the kingdom of God. Yeah. Honored that you and I can have it. Amen. Is that true? That is so true. And because of your testimony, which you had because of Fran's testimony, I had to go to my office late one night in Madison Heights when I had first moved to Michigan and I left my boys at home with the, my roommate. They were asleep and that's, I didn't want to take time away from them. So I had work to do. And that was before we had all this internet access. So I actually had to physically go to my office. Well, you know, Madison Heights late at night, scary for a single girl. So I prayed for God's protection while I was there. As soon as I unlocked the door and walked in, I looked out the window and I saw a police car. 
And it was sitting out in the parking lot of my office. And I thought, well, that's strange. But okay, thank goodness. So I thank God for that police car. And I went about my work, didn't even think another thing. I just said, thank you for the protection, Lord. Went about my business, left about midnight. And I saw the police car was there the whole time. When I got into my car to leave, I look out and there's no cars anywhere. There were no lights showing that the car had pulled out and left. There was nothing. It was as though it just disappeared. And I just thought, this is exactly like what happened to Pastor Sarah and what happened to Fran because of what happened to one it, when we share those testimonies. Yes. That's why we do this. We share these testimonies so that others can hear this and you'll get encouraged and you can start accessing the power of God that's on the inside of you through the kingdom of God. Amen. But you see, these truth, you need to hear them over and over because over. there mm -hmm. is an enemy that he'll try to, he'll try to tell you, Oh, those are just uh, made up stories. They're not made up stories. If you put to practice what we preach, you will experience the kingdom of God that resides inside of you. You can release it the same way and you will have the same result. Well, we are out of time and I just hope that you have learned so much today because I'm edifying myself when I think about all these things that God has done and he keeps on doing. We have so much to tell you. There is no way we, we could say in one, uh, one segment. So stay tuned for the next one. And we'll be back. Bye now. You've been listening to The Conversation Podcast with Pastor Sarah Gardner of Answers for Life. We know that today's conversation sparked some questions. We'd love to talk with you more. Head over to saragardnerministries.com to send us a message. While you're there, be sure to follow the links to our Facebook page and YouTube channel. And don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. When you like and subscribe, you let everyone know how important God's Word is to your life. And you'll always receive updates when Pastor Sarah shares new episodes. Come back next time for another meaningful conversation here on The Conversation Podcast.